We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What you wanted to get out of Aaron's five or six snaps? What did you see? Oh, uh, you know, the biggest thing, uh, you know, the goal tonight with Aaron in, in, that, in that first drive was to was to get the ball in the end zone. So, and uh, you know, I thought I thought we did a nice job of that. Obviously, a good field position, and you know, try to feature Jimmy there a little bit with a, with a couple calls, and but I uh, was was pleased with with his time on the field. And that, of course, was uh, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy, courtesy of Packers.com. Packers win 51-34, to but the score is kind of meaningless because, you know, it's just a preseason game. But the Packers are now 2-0 in preseason. A good friend of mine, a co-host of Pack-A-Day, about to join us here. He is uh, Mark Eckel, 32 years in the business. Thanks for joining us. How's it going? I'm, I'm good, Jake. After that game last night, I'm a little, I'm a little exhausted watching it now, I think. Man, yeah. That was a... Uh... That was some, some for, I mean, listen, preseason games are what they are, but that was a pretty fun preseason game as far as they go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was a good game to watch, a lot of, a lot of big plays. Um, a lot of positive, I think, came out of that, that game. Well, so let's start off with this. You know, Tremont Williams starts things off with a 25-yard interception and pretty much sets the tone for the game. So what were your thoughts on it last night? Well, the first guy I have to mention is Reggie Gilbert. I mean, you know, we had whispering about him, you know, maybe he's a guy, maybe he can do some things. I thought he played very well the end of last season in a, in a, in a lost 
on him for, I guess, the last month. And he showed signs. He had a sack. He had some pressure. He looked like the guy that they, they needed as an outside pass rusher. And, man, the performance he put on last night against the, you know, that was a Steelers' first team line out there in the first half that, yeah. that he was beating. He had two and a half sacks, and he had another play where he didn't get credited for a sack because I think the quarterback actually gained a half a yard, but it was like third and 14. So if you want to gain a half a yard, that's fine, okay? Um, so, I mean, he, he was – I thought he was – again, like I say, preseason is preseason, but I, you look at individuals, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought he really, as a guy that I was hoping would, would be – a factor. I think he's going to. I think you can. We can now say that Reggie Gilbert is is going to be a factor on the on the Green Bay Packers defense this this season. So let's talk about individuals here for a minute. Um, the quarterbacks last night, I thought, put on a really great show. You know, Rogers yep. two for four, thirty five yards. Hundley six for nine, seventy seven. Uh, Kaiser seven for twelve, a buck forty nine, and two touchdowns. And then Tim Boyle four for seven, thirty seven yards. What do you got to say about the depth chart for the quarterbacks? You gotta love it, right? If if you're if you're Mike McCarthy and the Packers, I mean, and and again, we 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 touched on this last week. I think I think Hundley, you know, his, his stock is going up right now. I mean, some team is going to be desperate enough to offer the Packers something for for Brett Hundley. I I believe that, mm-hmm. um, and I. And I also believe that Kaiser is the guy they want to be Aaron Rodgers' backup. I don't. Could they keep all three? Yeah, I guess they could, and and try to put Boyle on the on the practice squad. That that would that could work. But I really believe that if if a team comes and offers a a mid round pick or or better yet, maybe a veteran offensive lineman, because if there is if there was a a, a a problem so far in preseason. The Packers could use a little depth on that offensive line, I think, especially at, at tackle. So if, if they could either get a pick for Hundley and turn that pick in, into a lineman or, or just get him a lineman, you know, whatever, how, however it turns out. But I think Hundley, Hundley's playing, he's playing better this preseason than he did all last year, obviously. And, and um, teams get funny when it comes to quarterbacks, you know. I mean, Denver, I hear, is looking for a backup. Um, I still think the Dallas Cowboys are a perfect fit, but I don't, you know. Um, there'll be teams calling, I believe. He's our, uh, he's Mark Echo, my co-host for uh, Pack-A-Day Podcast, and is going to be uh, making his comeback with uh, BobMcGinnFootball.com, and that starts uh, September 1st, correct, Mark? That's right. That's, um, yeah, Bob's site comes back. Uh, yep, this first, the first story will be about the cuts and um, – and, and, it's going to, and it's going to be some interesting ones from what we're just saying, you know, trades, cuts. This Packer roster is pretty neat at, at, at a lot of positions. That's pretty ironic because we're also going to be having our part of the podcast on that day as well. I mean, 37 okay. players are going to be looking for new jobs come September 1st, so it's going to be interesting. I think the most interesting thing last night, though, had to be the resurgence of the secondary last night with the likes of Tremont Williams, Josh Jackson making a huge, huge performance. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, I like Josh Jackson. I like him a lot. I, I, I like, I like, the, I like the young quarters. I, I really do. I like Alexander. Kevin King didn't play last night with the shoulder, but I think he's going to be a good player. Um, I think the Packers have finally fixed what has been a, a problem the last couple of years. Um, 
Devon House had a nice game last last night as well. That's five pretty solid. That's three young guys, and two veteran quarter. That's five pretty solid quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, what was your? I mean, the fact is, you know, there were so many storylines last night with Tremont Williams, Josh Jackson, Reggie Gilbert. And, I mean, even the defensive line was starting to get to Mason Rudolph and Josh Hobbs throughout the night here. But uh, let's talk about some of the flaws here. Uh, the offensive line still feeling really ba- banged up right now, especially off that right side. And Kyle Murphy looked okay, I guess. But, man, it's still got to be a worrisome right now for the Packers. Yeah, that's the one. That's what they. That's what I'm saying. If they, I think they're going to have to bring in a veteran back. At least if, when Belag is ready, I think you'll see a big difference. Obviously, yeah. Um, sigh of relief that Justin McCray looks like it's he's going to be okay. Uh, when it first happened, we we both we were texting during the game, you and I, and we were both like, uh oh. Um, but it looks like he's going to be fine. Um, it looks like a minor calf injury. I wouldn't play him against the Raiders, obviously, but. No. Um, or that he won't play the last game, but he'll, he'll be fine opening night against the Bears. So I, I think the starting five on the offensive line is fine, but you got to have depth, and that's the one spot where I don't know. Like, is it Murphy? Murphy's okay on the right side. He's okay. Yeah. He, he can get you through. I don't want him anywhere near the left side, because every, <laughs> every time they put him on the, on the left side, the quarterback is in trouble. I mean, it's just, that's just what it is. He's a right side guy. Um, Spriggs, I really didn't, I didn't, it was hard seeing exactly what he did last night. He didn't do anything too bad, I don't think. Cause I didn't, you know, he didn't notice anything terrible. But um, he's he's the guy that's supposed to be your depth. He's supposed to be your swing tackle. They spent a second round pick on him to to be that guy, and mm-hmm. he hasn't done it yet. And I don't, you know, times are running out. So yeah, I would think the most concerning thing for me right now is the depth on the offensive line. Everything else looks pretty good to me. Um, the wide receivers is. That's going to be interesting because your boy uh, Kumarov just keeps making plays. He's he's making the team. The three young guys, the three rookies. I, I, I should say that the draft picks. It's going to be. I mean, they're all. It's it's going to be interesting to see who they keep, who they cut, who they put in on the practice squad. Um, Devontae Adams, of course, made a great play last last night as well. Um, it's going to. It, that's going to be. There's some depth there, and tight end is more depth at tight end than, than I think we imagined. No, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the wide receiver position looks pretty stacked right now, but then the tight ends really shocked the living daylights out of me. You know, we got five very we got five solid tight ends here, including Jimmy Graham, and now I mean that's the question here. That I mean that's pretty much the position now to really watch for in the next two games. See, that's another thing. I think you could try to trade. See, it's, this is a different Packer team, yeah, a different Packer organization. Mm-hmm. Ted Thompson would just, you know, keep the guys, and he, he didn't, he, he wasn't very, I mean, listen, Ted did some great things. I'm not going to, I'm not putting Ted Thompson down here. And a lot of these guys we're talking about, he found. Um, but he, he wasn't an active trader. He wasn't an active um, free agent guy, stuff like, you know, he, he kind of drafted and, and did his thing. I think this new regime is going to look to make moves. They already have. I mean, they traded for for Deshaun Kaiser in the offseason. They they traded to get an extra round, first round pick next year. Um, there's rumors about Kyle Mack. I don't know how how true they are, but there's at least yeah, rumors. Right. There wouldn't even be rumors if Ted Thompson was still the kind of manager, right? Nobody would even they wouldn't even be thinking about that. Um, 
I think the Packers have some spare parts. Uh, like you said, Hundley, um, Trevor Davis. He, there's no way Trevor Davis is making this this team. But if there's a team out there that thinks he can be their re- return guy, maybe you package him in something and, and, and get a pick. Um, and I think one of the tight Lance Kendricks. I mean, he's making a lot of money to be your third or fourth tight, tight end. Mm-hmm. But he he could probably go somewhere and, and start for some teams or at least be a solid number two. So I think there's, I think that those last couple, maybe starting now even, maybe teams might want to start making moves now. I think there's going to be some new Packer news coming out between now and opening night against the Bears other than just cuts. I think there'll be some some trade, at, trade at activity that we're not used to seeing from the Packers. He's Mark Eckle, my co-host for Pack-A-Day, joining us here on Turning Points. Let's talk about the trades here for for a minute here. You know, I feel like the Khalil Mack uh, rumor, is it's Bush League, okay? It just really feels like one of those hype machines that are on full blast right now, and I have my set of wrenches ready to go to throw into. But what we talk about here, I feel like if he is going to show this, this is a new regime, you got to be looking at guys like Hunley and Kendricks and going, these are trading chips, and yep. this could happen. I mean, this actually could be a reality, couldn't it? Oh, I think so. I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't think so. I mean, they have to, I mean, why just why just cut a guy like that? I mean, and I, and I don't know, maybe they love Kendricks and they're going to keep him, and maybe the kid isn't as good as I think, or, or I don't know. But I would think there's a team out there that could use Lance, that could use a Lance Kendricks in their, in their lineup. And if the Packers can get him, mid-round pick, a, a conditional pick that that moves up depending on what Kendricks does for that new team. By all means, do it. Keep in mind, the Packers have, through the years, have always gotten, what, two to three, or last year, I think, four of the extra picks, the uh, com- com- compensatory picks. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get any this year. They're not getting compensatory picks next year because they signed Jimmy Graham. Um, they signed, I mean, all they lost was Morgan Bur- Burnett, right? I mean, so they didn't have the free agent losses that they normally have, and they added some guys. So they're not getting any extra because they have the extra number one, but they usually like to have those extra four and fives and sixes. Well, how, how are they going to get them? You move some guys off your roster that there really, really isn't any room for and try to get some extra picks. Final, uh, final question here. You know what, Jake Kumaro uh, looking so good. I mean, this is probably the wow. best player to come out of. Uh, Wisconsin Whitewater sent Keith Stanley, which is, I believe, uh, what uh, Kevin Harlan talked about yesterday on the uh, Packers broadcast. What wide receiver do you feel like took a step back uh, going forward? Well, two guys, actually. St. Saint, Saint Brown um, dropped one and didn't come up with another one. Um, you know, he's got, he didn't catch a ball last night. And, and I think, you know, he didn't do much. He did okay the first game. And then Javon Moore is doing what he what people worried about. He, he shows he has the speed. He gets open. But he dropped a long one. And then, again, there's another one that he, he could have come up with that he did. And that was his problem in college. That, that's why he went in the fourth round instead of the second round, is that, he you know, he has a tendency to, to drop passes. And he's got to work on that. I mean, that's that, that can be fixed. I mean, it's can't teach a guy to run four, you know, four two or four three, whatever he runs. Um, but you can teach him how to catch the ball better, and that's up to the Packers wide receiver coaches, and they're, you know, and it's up to him to work hard in practice, stay after practice on the jugs gun, whatever it takes. He has to start catching the ball better. 
and and can he do it? Well, we'll find out. I mean, I don't think they're going to cut him. I think I don't think they're going to cut a fourth round pick who has that ability. I mean, you you see the the size and speed and all the all the good things that you did like about him. Um, will he play a lot this year? Not if he's dropping passes. He's, he's not going to play a lot, but but he'll be on the roster. I mean. Uh, he might not be active on game day, but he'll be on the roster. And then it's up to him to work hard, work hard, get better, so that he is that by the end of the year, maybe he, he is a factor. And, and going forward to, for his his career, because you're a rookie fourth round pick this year, that that buys you that buys you a little bit of time. But if he if he comes back next year, let's say he doesn't play much this year, and then next year he's still dropping passes, well now all of a sudden it's time to let you go because there's going to be another draft and more another class of free agents and everything else. Um, so he's the one that, and again, it bothers because you see the ability. You see him running past the defender. That's what you want, right? But then when the ball comes, you have to catch it. No, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game as a wide receiver. Run your routes, catch the ball. I mean, it's simple. And you got to be able to do that in the pros. And speaking about pros, you can catch uh, more about uh, Mark Echo when he makes his comeback on uh, September 1st for BobMcGinnFootball.com, or you can catch him on uh, the Pack a Day podcast uh, every other Saturday. Uh, you can find that on iTunes and Stitcher. Mark, as usual, great stuff, and uh, we'll definitely be talking next week. Yes, we did. Uh, Raider game, right? Raider game. Yep, we'll break it down great. and uh, we'll set I, it I up. I think the Raiders have a guy named Jordy Nelson. Say again. I think the Raiders have a guy named Jordy Nelson, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that yes, uh, Jordy that. Nelson. Yeah, that that name comes <laughs> to mind here. Now, I wonder if he's going to get any playing time next week. But uh, I mean, I think. Third game, right? That's when the Packers play. So yeah, uh, they'll be at Oakland next week, and uh, also be seeing a good old friend of the Packers, of course, John Gruden, uh, doing some yep, coaching. Yep, his career stuff. started with as a low level assistant on Mike Holmgren's staff. Man, it's like a Packers reunion next week in Oakland. <laughs> Reggie McKenzie, <laughs> the former Packer uh, personnel manager, is now their general manager. So Reggie McKenzie, yeah. See, the Packers brain trust just continues. All right, Mark, it was always right, great talking care, to you, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. All right, thank you. All right, that's Mark Geckel, uh, my co-host for the Pack-A-Day podcast. We do it every other Saturday. He joined us here on Turning Points, and uh, we're going to continue doing this uh, going forward. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over, gets the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 30, turns up field, 25, cutting right to the 20. it over, starts to his left, now he moves, starts to the right side, snap to A-Rod, looking downfield, being flushed, rolling left, winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone, it's hot, what did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown, yes! a
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.